With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb, I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And now, you know the truth, my friend. I don't care if the main workplace tool for you is a nail gun, a laptop, a cash register, a steering wheel, a stage, or a sales ledger and sample case. None of us, none of us is working the same way we were pre-pandemic. But the biggest and most unsettling change for so many of us has been working from home, or rather, more accurately, performing a full day's work in a non-office environment, however you form it. We, we don't have the routine, nor does your supervisor, nor does the company have it. Yeah, you're isolated from all that jovial and valuable office chatter. And yes, while you are able to slave away in your undies at 3 a.m. with John Philip Sousa marches blaring in the background, there's <laughs> an image, um, the big picture does get honed down and everything becomes your own little chore list. So you're disenfranchised. And worst of all, the distractions gobble up all that best intended discipline. It's such a short commute to the refrigerator uh, or after 6 p.m. to the liquor cabinet. You know the old pandemic drinking song, don't you? Tis the second time this week I chose to hit the liquor store and buy one month's booze. Whoop! At any rate, let's, let's not go overboard with all the whining here. The freedom from your old officer team has opened up many advantages and opportunities, and that's the active phrase, new freedom. However, freedom allows, no, 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 it demands choices, and that's exactly what we're going to do in this episode of The Art of the CEO. We're going to lay out for you many of those broad that a whole broad new array of choices. And we're going to add a few suggestions that other folks have successfully created. And then, my dear working friend, it's going to be up to you. You will take on the mantle of CEO of yourself, your entrepreneurial telecommuting self, and seize every new method that's going to bring whatever it is you desire. Uh, might be more life balance, more salary, prestige, sense of achievement, more fun. You set the goals because the tools are about to come avalanching your way. So I invite you to pull up your chair and join us for this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. And let's get to it with uh, step number one. And that has to be, for remote working, it's got to be an attitude adjustment. Or if you're really up to speed, a vision perspective. So let's look. What are the real changes? Well, fact number one, you still, thank the good Lord, have a job and a salary. So be grateful. Number two, you're not working at home. You are merely no longer working collectively with others. 
in a company office in that community you have, you have independent you have the independence to map out the place and schedule of your work performance work number 3 your workplace canvas is empty how effectively will you design it that's up to you and uh as we're on there here is the the biggest most common blunder and that is so many do it falling into default mode I, I, by that I mean using the same office space the same mindset that you did pre-covid don't don't mindlessly assume that that makeshift little home office nook you threw together back when you were making the commute to your job is going to do the job for you and no don't you dare say my laptop or my phone is all the office of I need come on now you're creative. We're more creative than that. This is what your career we're talking about here. Don't miss this chance to pause and chart a new course. And as we're doing that, let's talk about workspaces for a moment. Smart move number one, you're going to want to set up two personal offices. First is a base office. Now, this is that place close to or within your current residence where you daily dig in and get things accomplished. And the deal breakers on this are, are it must be recognized by everyone in that building where you are that this is the hub of your livelihood. Let me say that again. This is the hub of your livelihood. It's private quarters where things may be stored and left without interference, and it means uh, that it is yours. And if this means getting up ropes and curtains, then by heavens, Grab them and carve out that area and make a sign, whatever it takes. And the smart attitude on this is if you act as if this workspace is sacred, then others will accept it yourself. If you don't, or if you say it is a place of misery, they'll just think that this is your hideaway to nap and eat Twinkies, and they won't think twice about distracting you. Smart tools on this one. There are several, and they're probably not what you think. Of course, you're going to want a nice wide area for writing and spreading stuff around, your computer and your phone and the other tools of your trade. But also, consider these. Um, number one, I suggest a desktop computer with a hefty screen. My friend, they are, frankly, scarlet, just a heck of a lot more efficient and productive. With a 20-something-inch screen, you can sort through, discard, and file through literally hundreds of emails in minutes, much better than your thumbs, and I don't care how fast your thumbs are. You can set up three documents and a ledger on your for all your multitasking mind to review, and uh, your calculator and contacts file and everything else are right there on that virtual desktop rather than separated by some distant, distant sector that you've got to reach through scrolling or fuddle through apps with. No, no, no. This is a worthwhile investment. But most importantly, this desktop computer establishes a space that this place is your office. It sets the tone. It announces that this is where Robin works. This is where she creates all the things that are important to her. All right. And B, another tool, just remember, none of us is truly paperless. Um, and uh, having a sheet of paper on hand is faster very often. You use both. Of course you use your phone and you use your laptop. But paper, too, 
why make all the tools work for you so what you're going to want to buy is a set of what I call open rack files they look like a little bit of fins that hold uh, file folders and you just have an open file for fresh contacts you toss a name in you toss uh, an address in all that paper you collect is right there at arm's length from your busy brain um, so the bulletin boards work for some Whatever it is, you need something to put those most important items in front of your face so opportunities don't get neglected. And D, you need organization in your study. Now, by this I mean stop and look at your information flow and your workflow. Ask, how do I need to rearrange my email, my snail mail, my text flow so that they end up in organized piles? I mean files. Uh, you get the idea. You've got to be honest. Make this physical arrangement for you, not some idealized template that you read in a book somewhere. Make it work for you. Okay, that's the base office. Now, that second office I referred to, this is your movable workplace on wings when you need to get out and find new environs you know to just move you need to alter the brain in a different environment you need to go to the public library the club the coffee shop or or when you have an, an event or a luncheon meeting uh, get yourself an attractive comfy carrying case in which all your mobile essentials live. And by this I mean your, your password list, your business contact sheet, thumb drives, scribble notepapers, pens, cards, and oh yeah, don't forget the laptop and phone chargers, thank you very much. They live there also. So when you need to pick up all, and run, all you do is pop in the laptop and phone, boom, you're all set, fine. And that way you're ready to go and you know what's in there and you, and you don't have to wonder, is it? You don't have to gather together a hundred things. Oh, oh, and don't forget, speaking of forgetting, uh, the phone holder, that little phone stand. These are so convenient, a couple inches high, so you can set your phone up uh, wherever you want, punch it, make your numbers, and you never wonder where things are. <laughs> so, if you have just joined us, my friend, you are listening to the Art of the CEO Radio Show, which, with alarming frequency, streams magically across the mightily misunderstood avenues of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. Uh, this is... Um, we're on several stations, but to hear all the episodes, including the one that sort of links with this, is that one about uh, how to be a Zoom maestro, that's uh, the, you want to tune in to the Art of the CEO website. Okay, secondly, now, getting back to business here, let's, uh, remote business, let's talk time management. So, you've got your offices all up and well-tooled, and... It's time to start mapping out the matters of time, Our new, that new career routine, that planned, goal-driven, high-achievement method that is going to put you uh, up front and all your tasks accomplished and tied up with a ribbon behind you at the day's end. And humor me, if you will, uh, right now. I'm going uh, to tell you a little tale about one of my favorite authors to demonstrate something here, the ultra-prolific Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain. Now, Mark Twain would was everyone thought he was a real uh, party animal. He would stay up drinking with his buddies till all hours and making jokes and having a wild old time, 
trundle off to bed, and then he would stagger up the next morning out of bed about noon and dive into a 12 o'clock breakfast. And everyone said, how the hell does he ever get things done? Well, here's how. Mark would actually awake at 5 a.m. each morning, but he wouldn't rise. He harnessed all that masterful time between waking and sleeping. You know what I mean, when you're sort of thinking, when all those thoughts come. He grabbed pen, paper, and inkwell, which he had right beside his bedside, and he never left the covers until about 11 a.m. That's when he wrote. That's when he uh, wrote Innocence Abroad and Tom Sawyer. He kept the freshness of mind alive and uncluttered uh, in that part by the deep hells of life. That's what he did. Here's the point of this silly parable. All you need, you do need to set routines. Yes, you do. Based on, but they have to be based on your high achievement times. Those, that most fertile times that fit you and you alone. Don't let others prescribe the schedule. I'll, I'll never forget, I was talking to the wildly successful businessman, Randall Pinkett, and he and I were trying to schedule a meeting, and finally, and, and I mentioned to him, he said with no apology, no, no, that can't do, we, we can't do 2 p.m., that's time for my nap, and the man was 30, I was kind of shocked, but after all, this was also the man whose schedule had made him a Rhodes Scholar, an apprentice winner, and the head of the much-admired BTC Consulting, so... Find what works for you and take advantage of that. You know your biorhythms, friend. And so you do want to. And when it comes to setting a work routine, here is biggest blunder number one. Uh, I'm going to be ambitious. I'm going to fill my head with good intentions and damn reality. I'm going to lock myself into a massive routine which I'll, from which I'll never, ever, ever deviate. Let's see. I'll rise at 4.30 p.m. after 100 brisk push-ups. I'll hit the computer until 10 a.m. and grind out two reports a day. Oh, let's get real here, my little would-be workaholic. This inflexibility is a sure recipe for disaster. Just like that old New Year's resolution you did with two hours of daily calisthenics, which you'd abandoned before epiphany. Yeah, right. This is it. You have to be, has to be something that works for you. So instead of one routine, I advise that you map out three routines, maybe four. And the first one is for when you have that whole day to yourself and then you can and you should think but another one is when you have one meeting or two and another may be when you when you've got a day that you have several little errands you've got to do and some family obligations coming in that are more open-ended you get the idea so all you do is you're going to plug in work routine number two with the demands and what this does is it allows you to carve out work hours that best that suit the your your creative time and still handle the obligations it um so you say so i plug in uh routine two so i work for uh i've got two things coming up so i work from morning till one then i go uh then i work after dinner from seven to nine it's all it's getting sensible with the uh time allotments so work out something make make it real uh but don't imprison yourself and while we're on the subject of times, I'm going to ask you to allow me to give you, um, well, let's say five, the, my, my five favorite absolutely vital smart scheduling moves. Uh, Bart, smart scheduling moves. I love it. Anyway, number one, uh, very logical, take physical breaks a minimum of every 30 minutes. Get up, walk around, check on the garden. Tickle your best beloved. Tickle somebody else's best beloved. Much more energizing. And that'll get the blood flowing. Anyway, 
get up, move, push yourself away uh, from your thoughts. One of my, you know, one of my favorites. I, I spent years uh, along, uh, as a freelance writer. I did this. One of my favorites was what I call the five-minute bike ride. I jump on, pedal to the end of a road, turn around, come back, and voila! My whole perspective was reborn. What have you got that's like that? I bet you can have something. And number two, uh, you need shut-off times and zones. Remote work, my friend, means the computer and phone work are going to take up so much more of your time. And that almost invariably leads to an unhealthy amount of time on screens. It's harmful to your precious eyes. You only get one set, my friend. And it crushes your spirit and your blood flow. And worse, it is death to your creativity. So my my home rule is do what works, but... My, my rule is never more than seven hours a day on all screens and electronic devices and never more than two hours at a time. And you say, well, yeah, but I'm right in the middle of writing the great American novel on my laptop and my ideas are still gushing. Well, stop and turn to pen and paper. Scribble madly. You are going to be amazed at the new avenues of inventive thought that come from courting the muse in another different, more physical medium. Give it a try. I think you'll find it works for you and you pulls you out of your rut. Number three, fight solitude, converse. By this I mean build in conversation times. I'm talking about face-to-face folk or at least uh, phoning them. No, texting is not conversing. It's only the unthinking man's substitute for conversing. when was the last time you called people to share ideas, to find out what they're doing, or how you can lend a hand? And guess what? If you do that, my friend, you cannot believe how much richer your life will come from those brief conversations. Um, also, by the way, when you're, again, pick a certain time of day to handle your correspondence, and that's whatever medium, you know, phone, writing, whatever. Keep a list, choose a time, be sure before each call you put yourself in your recipient's mindset and then you connect. Just a thought. Number four, uh, smart move uh, uh, and uh, for work for workplace time management, avoid artificial deadlines. Now, I, I, I know some deadlines are very real, but oh, I got to get this marketing plan done before lunch. It's it, uh, is it's that's the kind of thing that's going to much more likely push you into a rush job uh, rather than giving you a a good focus. Your concentration is a very fragile animal, sir, and now it's your chance to be a craftsman instead of a frenzied pusher. Go for quality over speed. After all, count on it, my friend. Each of us will die with her to-do list unfinished. So go for quality over speed. And number five, and the most important smart move for time management is where's your fun? No, I don't mean getting your steps in, and I'm not talking about even t- watching Johnny play soccer. We're talking about those special times where you are alone doing what you want to just go get ice cream and content- contemplate the the uh, glories of rum raisin, or you invite Johnny to kick the soccer ball around with you in the backyard. Just to, You need some of that every day. And put it in there. <laughs> and that, and remember, your time is, of course, your own, your choice. So, all right, all right. Now let's break from all this avalanche of tips and strategies for for, for your remote realm for a moment. 
And we're going to continue all this dubious advice right after you and I take a brief uh, sorbet from today's Feast of Wisdom. And we're going to offer you a few utensils for this feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take that long time, that that truly creative idea that you've been harboring, and share it with a comrade, co-worker, who has the power to appreciate it and perhaps run with it? Or will you continue to hide your light under a bushel until it dwindles to a fantasy? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. Second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the source book of business humor in the words of my wife's husband. So I am thumbing through, and uh, somehow, here's a personal one for you. Uh, My parents used to stick me under the sign that said, slow children. Now my wife wants to stick me under the new sign that says, thickly settled. (laughs) Anyway... As an afterthought, if you possess the strength to laugh at yourself a little, you will discover that you are looking at the world with both eyes open and that it's a much more fun place than you might ever have thought. And if you smirk a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit BartsBooks.com, pick up your copy of 102 or 101 Best Business Quips, uh, and or in the words of my wife's husband, and you are going to add a smile rippling across your face, which is going to make coworkers wonder just what in heaven's name this wild, crazy, uh, high-achieving man is up to. As the third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you this week's business quotation quiz. Do you know who said monsters are real and ghosts are real too? They live inside us. And sometimes they win. And as a hint to the author, this master of horror author writes four hours every day, except birthday and Christmas, penning such classics as Carrie, The Shining, and The Dead Zone. And he jokes that he still has the heart of a small boy, which he keeps in a glass jar on his desk. <laughs> yes, you've guessed it. That uh, Those words could come from none other than the very unique Stephen King. And if you ever remember, if you have a quip or quote that you'd like to share, simply write it on down with your name and address and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if your sage thoughts are selected, you will win a career, soul, and mind-igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So we will continue now. with the art of joyfully and efficiently transforming your telecommute, right after I introduce you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, who invites you to take good scrutiny at um, their second edition volume of CEO of Yourself, Getting Down to the Business of Your More Rewarding Life. Well, I'm going to ask, would you like, to, uh, like a guide that gives you the personal ability to grow like Google and bounce back from failures like Microsoft and profit from compassion like the marvelous Bo Francis and also find all that fun that uh, no one else needs to be having? Well, CEO of yourself arms you with a set 
of tried and proven solutions that have been neglected too long. All those proven elements, building character, principle, endurance, unbridled enthusiasm. And as you roll up your sleeves and blow away today's fog of devices and distractions, uh, you'll take charge of the enterprise of you and set it on a joyful, honest path with you seeing the choices that are available and making them yourself and not being swayed. it's time for you to take the health, the helm, I'm sorry, and get down to the business of your more rewarding life. After all, don't you deserve it? Carpe diem, my friend. I think you are worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, let us return to more smart strategies for you, today's remote but never disconnected employee. So up to now, we've been talking about uh, the how developing a structure where it not exists, time and place and planned weekly routines. So now let's turn our focus to that second gap that comes from the remote work situation, and that is communication and relationships. Uh, smart move number one, keep yourself and your work alive. Just because you're out of sight does not mean you have to be out of mind. Best solution, I love this, create your own loop. Send out a progress report on what you've been doing. Make it weekly, make it the same time, uh, same day, and send it to your boss and all others around the, whom, whom you know within work and, uh, and whom you affect by your work and your pro- in whatever project you're doing. Uh, think broad here. Tell them what you've been doing modestly. This is not a brag rag. This is tell them, and tell them what you're struggling with. Make these reports informal, succinct, brief, uh, but but demand, I demand that they be meaty, filled with solid things. And the other thing, when you're writing them, involve others by asking what they need. And if they have any clever ideas, say, I'm struggling with this. Uh, anybody got any ideas? And keep it fun. Uh, think of phrases like, uh, even though my child is still biting my shin, I did manage this week too, blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. It's... Uh, have some fun with it so it doesn't seem like you're you're doing a PR rag on yourself, um, even though it can win you personal points, of course. Smart mo- communication move number two, be your team's project matter, manager. Just because no supervisor has, uh, has set up a meeting or group for you, uh, it doesn't mean that you cannot take the lead and the connective lead, set up a Zoom, uh, offer the three best times, get answers, and if they don't respond promptly, call them, text them, set up your teleconference, and at some point on it, ask everyone how they're doing, talk, uh, get their accomplishments, and then sometime in the middle of it, uh, when you, in the first one, and when everything is sort of clicking and the mood of accomplishment is kind of running high, man, and why not suggest that we transform this in, uh, to a weekly meeting and keep the fun going every week? Just a thought. And all of a sudden, you've got, you've got a group of people that are connecting, and it can be semi-work, semi-fun. Now, one tip uh, on this is that uh, you're going to have to find out whomever you're talking to to get uh, the first response uh, communication from each person. For instance, um, do you have someone who she never answers the phone, but she responds to emails once a week, but she never misses the rapid response of a text 
Well, get flexible. Use that. Get your best touch option. I have one associate who comes home every night and texts everybody who has reached out to him in any way that day, be it snail mail, email, text, whatever, social media, internet chats. Dale responds with a text. So I do the same to him. Uh, And if you really are ambitious, uh, you may just want to take the lead in these. For instance, you could gather clients together, have a brainstorming session about your firm. Regardless of what your job is, you, uh, you, you can reach out and connect with clients. They will be flattered, not annoyed. And these can be straightforward or it can be an enticement with a bit of fun. One of the things I used to do was I would hold virtual wine tastings for my associates. I would invite each one of them to bring a glass of their favorite wine and then share with a group what they've chosen and offer to swap their favorites. You can do, have fun like this. Uh, and you can also invite each person to share their worst commute story or their most <laughs> awkward moment tale. Uh, anyway, the, the commute stories are always fun. You get the idea. Anyway, and the, as a second, uh, may I suggest that you talk uh, to your boss or your company owner about bringing folks together at the office. I don't, uh, or if not, a local restaurant. Keep pushing for personal contacts, and um, and so and that's something that you always want to have on your hand. Now there's there's so much more, but as, as finally, uh, as sort of a denouement. We are going to talk to all of you bosses and company owners out there. This is the denouement. You will, uh, you as the manager, we're just going to remind you that you're not a teleconferencing job dispatcher. Uh, in the, in the office or out, you, sir or madam, are responsible for building both structure and bond among the members of your team, your company, your LLC, your INC, your group. Uh, of high achievers. So without dwelling on it, um, we will, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to give you a list of rapid-fire things which we have seen work. Uh, so, well, actually, that, that many clever leaders have employed to great effect. And number, so f- number one, schedule regular no-excuse Zoom teleconferences and, and separate individual conferences. Schedule them far in advance with a written agenda so everybody knows what you're going to talk about. Ask for reports from each person. Make sure that their individual has a succinct report and is called upon also to give advice. That's vital. Uh, number two, set up email copy chains to keep all permanent people in the loop, several of them. Now, this is a word of warning. Don't get crazy here, Don't have because otherwise you're going to feel like you're spamming. People are going to feel spammed, and who the heck cares what goes on in distribution since I'm in the tech department. But put, but make sure that everybody knows what the, where, what the group is together. Again, you're trying to keep cohesiveness, not just of motivation, but of facts and thought. Do not let vital information slip through the cracks and let one person uh, falter because he doesn't have the, the information he should. Um, three, uh, and I love this one, celebrate achievements, both work and personal. I mean, uh, celebrate birthdays. Uh, come uh send notes to each other send and, and and say don't just say happy birthday jim say it say to the team it's jim's birthday we wish he uh we wish he doesn't he, he feels uh 
feels younger than he is or whatever. And the other thing is celebrate uh, both, uh, personal achievements at work. Uh, I always say pour out your praise like a modestly priced wine, not so 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 frequent that it is diluted with the giving, but not held in reserve like something too rare. Uh, and, and also, uh, my other thought is never underestimate the power of a handwritten thank you note. And another thing that I always like uh, is uh, I have a C, several CEOs I know. They run what I call bright bright what. Bright idea sessions in which teams get together and they brainstorm, and then they even rate each uh, idea unofficially. It's a great way to get get people thinking, get them connected, and it's worked surprisingly well. And conversely, I know one pharmaceutical CEO, Ralph, an amazingly uh, successful serial entrepreneur, he calls a team together for an official gripe session, and he gives a prize for the most valuable complaint and the most valuable solution brought to light. And the prizes are things, frankly, Scarlett, you wouldn't want to know about. (laughs) They're very strange also, but it's all fun. Again, these are just a few suggestions, and I'll bet 10 cents of my own money you can come up with something equally clever uh, for binding your groups and people together. After all, as we all know, all business is personal. So whether you're working remotely or whether you're working in an office, these are people whom you are going to forge with, become friends with, you are going to pull in a yoke with, and that feeling should not be left into neglect. So, as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, and I am leaving you with today's parting shot. In the words of my wife's husband, the ranks of the famous are filled with jealously successful experts who encourage all their aspiring followers to work hard, while they themselves continue to work smart. And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.